Tomorrow morning, I'm going to hike the Grouse Grind again at 7 a.m. with all of these altar server boys. They signed up before Mass, so they're going to meet me at 7 a.m. here at Corpus Christi and hike the Grouse Grind. And we're going to celebrate Mass at the top of the mountain. And for those who haven't hiked the Grouse Grind before, it's a 2.5-kilometer hike up the side of Grouse Mountain. And the nickname among locals is Mother Nature's Stairmaster because it has an elevation of 800 meters and there are 2,830 steps to complete this hike. And it got me thinking once again that life is really like the grouse grind. If you're at the bottom of Grouse Mountain, you know there are two ways to get to the top. There are two options. You could take the gondola up which is an eight-minute ride for $20. It's the easy approach to the top. Or you could hike up, which is a grueling one- to two-hour workout, and it's the hard option. And that's true of life, the real grouse grind as well. There are always two options to get what we want in life. There is the gondola approach, the easy and quick approach to getting what we want. One little payment of $20 and you arrived at your destination. Or you can hike up. It's the difficult and hard approach to getting what you want in life. It's free, but it's really costly, actually. You know, grueling workout. You get to the one-quarter mark of the grouse grind. You feel like you want to give up and turn back, and you're, when you're halfway there, you feel like you might die. That's what it's like to hike. And although... You know, the gondola approach is really easy to take because it promises a quick solution to getting what you want. The truth is, every person here knows this truth, that anything you've done in life that's deeply satisfying, any experience in life in which you've had that mountaintop experience of something really rewarding in an area of life that really matters, like a meaningful relationship or deeply satisfying work, health, fitness, raising good, virtuous children or mastering a hobby or profession, anything you've done in life that's really satisfying and rewarding, you know that what you did to get there was you consistently rejected the gondola approach, the easy path, and daily you chose to hike up that mountain. You chose what was difficult and you achieved it. We know that to be true. And Jesus builds upon this truth in today's gospel. He uses an example from the business world that all of us can relate to. So I'll put today's parable in just modern language. Say your boss comes to you, knocks on the door, and says, you're fired. Pack your bags, finish up any remaining work, and get out by the end of the week. Well, if you want to still be successful in the business world, what do you do? Well, you look at all of your outstanding deals that are still going on, you contact those key clients, and you do whatever you can to close the deal. You cut out your portion of the profit, and you try to win over those relationships. Not only to close out the deals and, and find success in being able to have a really good last week, but also so that they actually might hire you when you're in searching of a new job. And then, you know, the boss hears of your brilliant work and says, 
good job. You know, you're still fired, but that was impressive. So that's what Jesus tells us in today's gospel. We know this experience in life. Maybe some of you did that exact thing, and that's why you have the job that you have right now. So Jesus gives this example, and everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, that's true. We know people constantly pursuing excellence in worldly pursuits, the difficulty, the passion in which they engage upon these things. And then Jesus says, well, how about you? How about you, my disciples? In your pursuit of holiness, are you pursuing holiness with equal passion and drive and pursuit as business people are pursuing worldly success? My disciples, are you engaged in becoming saints just as much as someone is engaged in becoming a CEO? How about you? After all, the worldly pursuits, the financial success, all that's going to pass away soon enough. But the spiritual pursuits, heavenly success, that stuff endures forever. So Jesus is saying, which one is worth pursuing? Which one is worth giving our life to? Which one? Well, every saint, when you read the story of any saint, they simply took Jesus seriously. They said, okay, yeah, I'd rather invest all of my effort in what lasts forever, has eternal reward, eternal value, rather than the stuff that just passes away. So I'll share with you one saint that I find really inspiring. His name is Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati. And he is a profound example of living out today's gospel. I'll tell you some of his story. Pier Giorgio Frassati was born in 1901 in Turin, Italy. He grew up in one of the three most important families in all of Italy still to this day, the Frassatis. He had maids, butlers, chauffeurs, nearly unlimited money. He was also a really good-looking guy, the life of the party, Mr. Athlete. He would have destroyed me on the grouse grind if he was hiking it tomorrow. Awesome guy. And everyone expected Pier Giorgio Frassati to be like his dad. They thought, okay, he's the heir to the Frassati family fortune. And as the heir to the Frassati family fortune, he's just gonna live the gondola life. Just take in all the family money and just live the easy good life. That's what people expected of him. But he rejected that approach and he hiked up the spiritual gross grind. I'll give you some examples. During elementary school, I don't know what these boys do during their recess, but Pier Giorgio Frassati, he would find the boys that no one else wanted to play with, and he would play with them. During lunch, he would find the boys no one else wanted to sit with, and he'd have lunch with them, consistently doing that, finding ways to bring the gospel to the people that no one wanted to be with. During high school, Pierre Giorgio was given money every day to ride first class on the train. What would he do? You think he just kicked back, drank San Pellegrino, just enjoyed the ride? No. He'd pocket the money, bike to school. After school, he'd buy bread with that money. He would go to the poor streets of Turin and hand out bread to the poor children. Rather than just play video games after school, wasting time, he decided to waste his life in charity for other people. One day, his mom found out that he was doing this day after day. 
And his mom, who's not a practicing Catholic, said, Pierre Giorgio, is this true? He said, well, yes. And his mom was not happy. She said, I don't know why I bothered to give you money for the first class on train if you're going to waste it on poor people. Pierre Giorgio said, it's not wasted on poor people because it's being given to Jesus. Yeah, the kid had a real Catholic vision that what you do to the least of my brothers and sisters, you do to me, as Jesus tells us. This kid was in high school, by the way. Think about this, boys. Think about the life you're living. In university, Pierre Giorgio Frassati was described by his friends in this way, an explosion of joy. Has anyone here been described in that way? An explosion of joy. Check pictures of him online. You'll see, he's bursting with joy. And people would ask him, what's your secret? He'd continually tell them, the Eucharist. The Eucharist was his secret to joy. What you're about to receive at this Mass was his secret to being an explosion of joy. And so he would do whatever he could to try to get people to the Mass, get people to the Eucharist. For example, Friday nights. I don't know what these boys do on their Friday nights. Pierre Giorgio Fassati would go to the pool halls and he'd make bets with his friends. He would say, if you beat me in pool, I'll give you money. If I beat you, you have to come to church with me tonight. And people tell stories of how he would bring groups of young adults walking down the streets of Turin, laughing, joking, playing with them, and they'd bring them into the cathedral. He would hand out pamphlets about how to pray and they would all fall asleep while he was wrapped in ecstasy for the remainder of the night, adoring the Lord in the Eucharist. That was the life of Pierre Giorgio Versace. Get this, by the age of 21, Pierre Giorgio, and we know this to be true because he kept a detailed record of everything he did, he was personally supporting 125 families. 21-year-old boy. That's how you use your parents' money. You, you support other families. Okay, when I was 21, I don't know what you were doing. I was wasting any money I had on golf and parties and clothes I no longer wear. He was wasting it in love on people. So he was supporting these families. Some were rent, some clothing, some tuition for school. He, was, he would support them. He'd be their godfather, bring them to the church, make sure that they got the sacraments. And by the age of 24... Pierre Giorgio caught polio from a sick person he was helping, and he died. His last act, you can, actually see a, you can actually see the card that he wrote. His last act was with a hand that was almost paralyzed by polio. He scribbled a note for medication for a poor man. That was the last thought he had when he was almost paralyzed by polio. So Pierre Giorgio died at the age of 24, and his funeral inside the church, jam-packed with the upper-class elite, family, friends. Outside, you can see pictures online, thousands of people came to honor this man. Thousands of people whose lives were transformed by a man, 24-year-old boy, who just gave himself extravagantly in love to other people. And his parents, going into the funeral, were planning to get divorced right after. At a time, that was unheard of, but his parents were planning to do that. And when they started to see the people that were impacted by his life and hear the stories 
that Pier Giorgio did. They stayed together, they converted, came back to their Catholic faith. And so that's Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati's story. But what about my story? And what about your story? Your story is still being written. How are we doing? You know, there's only a few people that will join me in hiking the grouse grind tomorrow. But every single person here, every single day is the real grouse grind. And every single day, the options are constantly being presented to us. The gondola approach, the easy way. Or are you going to hike up that mountain? Are you going to pursue holiness like Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati? I know it is so easy to pursue the gondola approach. The culture is continually like giving us signs, pointing arrows. Take the easy way. The easy way is the good way. The easy way is the good way. The comfortable life is the good life. Those are all lies of the culture, lies of the enemy, trying to prevent you and me from becoming saints and becoming all that Jesus wants us to be. So thanks be to God that there are saints like Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati that show us a different way, show us a life of real meaning and purpose and joy. So, my brothers and sisters, just imagine with me for a moment. Imagine with me. Imagine how different my life and your life would be if, inspired by Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, we rejected the easy approach, the gondola approach to the things that we want in life, and instead lived out today's gospel. Imagine if we pursued holiness as energetically as this manager pursued financial success. That's simply our core value of being an engaged disciple. Imagine how we would feel to stand at the top of the mountain covered in sweat with Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati at the end of our life beaming with joy for eternity. That's a life truly worth living. And imagine how different this parish community would be if all of us, inspired by Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, rejected the gondola approach to just checking the box, showing up to Mass, leaving, pretending that all's okay. Imagine if we just rejected that easy approach to community life. And instead, we tried to win over our friends as energetically as this manager in today's gospel tried to win over his business partners. Well, that's simply our core value of evangelical hospitality. Imagine what it would be like for our whole community one day when all of our time is done to stand at the top of the spiritual gross grind and to be able to celebrate the amazing miracles that God worked in this parish community. That's a life truly worth living. Just to conclude, in 1981, 1981, 56 years after Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati died, when his casket was opened to begin the process of canonization, they were shocked. Do you know why? His body was incorrupt. Pierre Giorgio Frassati's body was totally intact, as if he was sleeping. His eyes were still open, clear, shiny. His skin was still elastic. Now, this is not just a cool miracle that I like telling to kids. It's not just a fact that proves that God is real and that the Catholic Church is the one true church. It's not just that. 
it's a reminder for us today that hiking up that spiritual gross grind, that pursuing holiness, although it is very, very difficult, is so, so worth it. God has given us a sign in Blessed Pierre Giorgio Versati that holiness is worth it. That in this very short life of ours, there's nothing better than daily choosing to hike up the difficult mountain that God has put before us, wasting our life not on the passing things of this world that are soon going to disappear, but on pouring out our hearts in love, like Blessed Pierre Giorgio Versati, so that one day, when our time has come, we can stand at the top of the mountain with Blessed Pierre Giorgio Versati covered in sweat, radiating with joy for all of eternity. I don't know about you, but I think that's a life worth living.